0: You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League,
1: powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show Friday episode, getting you primed for week six action, but we have one game in the books the Buccaneers defeating the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night football 28-22 we'll get into that game and the Eagles have lost one member of that football team that played Thursday night on Friday swinging to trade Friday morning the Eagles are sending tight end Zach Ertz to the Arizona Cardinals Matt we've got action and luckily this big news and big trade happened before we went on the air instead of five minutes after we stopped recording
1: the Eagles Got a game out of urch and then push him out the door. You know, love them and leave him. And they've been rumored to be moving on from him from some time. Makes perfect sense for where they're at. They're two and four, and they're not in the hunt where Arizona's, um, you know, undefeated. Is there any chance he could play for the Cardinals too this week? Is that allowed? I, I don't know if is.
0: that's allowed. I, I, I would, I would be surprised if he was even ready to play that quickly, or if, you know, if they would allow his body to do that. The NFLPA might have something to say about that. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. think that would. That would fly, yeah. but um, yeah. it's, it's a nice long ball. week for him to get ready for the next game, though.
1: A very good point. Um, fantasy, I think it really helps Dallas Goddard. I mean, I, I've been mm-hmm. owning this guy in every dynasty league forever, waiting for this day, and it finally came. And uh, he's injured. Hopefully, he's okay. You know, I mean, I think he's on COVID actually, the COVID list, but that's good for them. A little more clarity there. Get a pick and a player out of Ertz who is, you know, this has been kind of a foregone conclusion for some time. But Arizona, that's a nice pickup for them. You know, I mean, they got a lot out of Max Williams this year. Uh, They're going to do a lot of three and four receiver sets, but they still have incorporated a tight end, even going back to Dan Arnold. So that's not how this offense was drawn up when Kingsbury came in the league, but they've done a nice job using the tight end there, and it's a nice safe throw for Kyler in the middle of the field. So I like the pickup for the cards.
0: Yeah, that was a nasty injury. For Max Williams last week against the 49ers along the sideline, his leg buckled, and I haven't seen if that's a long-term injury, but I'm guessing it is because that's probably part of the catalyst to making this. Let's see what it is. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's done for the season there. With yeah, that injury. Did. So, uh, season-ending knee, knee injury for Max Williams, who was, a, who was playing some good football for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Zach Ertz is different as a receiver. I mean, how do you cover all those guys? They're already basketball on grass. We talked about that. I guess they add their center now. So we were wondering who the yeah, all forward going to be. I guess they're going to have a big man lineup now.
1: Yeah, I mean, even Connor and Edmonds are a good combination in the backfield. The line's playing pretty well. Kyler's distributing. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins fantasy owners probably aren't loving it because he's not getting 13, 15 targets a game anymore, but that's better for the team overall. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be kind of hit or miss as who's gonna be used week to week, but they're hard to prepare for.
0: And trade compensation, by the way, was a fifth round pick and rookie cornerback Tay Gowan is what is going the other yep. way. And yep. he's only got one year left on his deal. So this is the last year of Zach Ertz's contract we'll get into this football game that happened on Thursday night as well one last note on this for me with Zach Ertz something I I can't remember ever happening Matt maybe you can remember this but Zach Ertz as we were going on the air here was speaking with the Philadelphia media about this I've never seen a player who once the trade was complete was still representing the old organization I've never seen that.
1: I don't know much to add to it. I hadn't thought of that angle until you brought it up, but it was like, wow, yeah. Why is he bothering? Was he so close with that group, or felt like he owed it to the city? I mean, they drafted him. I, I don't know. That is a little odd.
0: Yeah, I think I think they're just giving him a chance to say goodbye, basically. So that's a that's an interesting one there. He does. He's been around a long time. I mean, he's set records for that organization. He is uh, one of the leading receivers all time. He might be. Is he the all-time leading receiver?
1: Wow. I feel like I should know that. I I'm got it.
0: you know. Head. I feel like he broke a record recently, and it was a pretty big one.
1: I doubt was Carmichael check. or Quick. I mean, who am I missing here?
0: I'm gonna check that out because
1: I'm actually curious now. Yeah,
0: he. It might be. Oh, here we go. So, career receiving leaders yardage. What? Oh wait, here we go. All right, this is what I'm looking for. Harold Car- Carmichael is number one in receptions by only 10 he was gonna break that so Zach Ertz if he played the rest of this year at the Eagles was gonna be number one
1: okay wow no offense to Harold Carmichael who just went in the Hall of Fame this past year um there wasn't an obvious name there yeah it took me my, my brain was struggling there I didn't think Carmichael or Quick would be in that conversation so uh, good for Ertz. He was high on the list.
0: Quick is pretty far down the list, but a bigger you know, yards per catch there. Carmichael, a lot bigger yards per catch. He was he was used a lot down the field and going up and, and pulling down rebounds there for the Eagles. and uh, He had about five yards per catch more than Ertz, so he's got a lot more yards. So Harold Carmichael yeah. still leads in both yards and receptions for the Philadelphia Eagles. Brian Westbrook is fourth in catches, by the way.
1: Wow. How about that? I, I guess they're hoping Devontae Smith takes that mantle one of these days.
0: Yes, and I would put money on it. I like Devontae Smith a lot. Not used gotcha. to a ton. There was not a ton of offense actually in this game for We're the Philadelphia game. Eagles. You look at the box score for the Eagles Thursday night against the Buccaneers, and, man, Vegas is so good. It was a seven-point line, and the Eagles barely covered with a with a six-point loss there. But how did they even score 22 points when Jalen Hurts was below 50% passing, 12 of 26, 115 yards, one touchdown, one interception, Uh, The leading receiver was Quez Watkins with three catches. uh, Devontae Smith had two catches for 31 yards. Uh, Ertz did have four catches, but for only 29 yards, and he did have a touchdown reception there. Uh, And it was the Jalen Hurts two touchdown rushes, and he carried the ball more times than Miles Sanders did in this game, and, and that's where they got their points from. But you look at the box score, and it looks like it should have been a bigger victory by the Buccaneers than it was.
1: And even watching the game, it feels like it should have been. I mean, yes, <laughs> I'm going to pat myself on the back and do the opposite. And that uh, I told all of our listeners yesterday, I like the Bucks big, lay the seven. They're going to control this game. Brady's just going to think and dunk down the field, run the ball, and also take the over on Brady's 25 and a half completions, which he beat in like the third quarter. I mean, we almost had it at halftime. So I'm like, this is exactly what I thought. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. and. The league rarely goes that way. I mean, the, the Eagles had a chance to really make this thing, they did make it very interesting at the end. And, and you mentioned some of the stats. They had one running back carry in the first half, which is just a theme for these guys. They don't hand the ball to their running backs. I mean, the Philly crowd was started cheering every time they handed it to Miles Sanders in the <laughs> second half. like, oh, yeah, we actually have a, a running back. Use them, you know? Oh, that's you mentioned- hilarious. You yeah. mentioned Hertz's passing numbers. They're not good either. So it's not like he was throwing for 400. We don't need a running game.
0: And it's, I mean, it's hard when you're down. So at halftime, you're down, what, 21 to 7. You're like, okay, we're going to run the ball and get back into this game. And if the passing game's not working, you know, that's that's tough.
1: It is tough. And the Bucks basically had the ball for double the time the Eagles did. It was like 40 to 20 minutes, you know, a second or two off. They had a full yard per play more than the Eagles. They totally controlled this game, but they also had 120 yards of penalties in Tampa, which was those hitting mm-hmm. yardage hurt them. Yeah. Uh, there was a Brady turnover, you know, but you know, both received, or both quarterbacks threw a pick, uh, they were the much better team, but Philly made it interesting in the second half.
0: Another week that makes you think that AJ or um, Antonio Brown is really wide receiver one there for Tom Brady and those Buccaneers, nine catches, 93 yards and another touchdown.
1: I think he's their best receiver. And that's not that Godwin or Evans aren't great. It's just Brown's better. I mean, he looks like the old AB.
0: Kind of a disappearing job this year from Mike Evans. A little bit. A little bit. All right. Um, uh, Kenneth Gainwell was hardly on the field in this one i thought a lot of yeah. people were were feeling the tide changing maybe gainwell was the back to own for the philadelphia eagles and it doesn't really give you that much confidence in Miles sanders either even though he's the only running back that carried the ball but he still only touched it nine times so uh maybe just you, you fade both of those backs
1: i imagine although nobody runs i was just gave them a hard time but nobody runs the ball against tampa so they're sort of an outlier defense I do think if you're real into usage for fantasy, which to me is probably the most important thing, Miles Sanders looks like the back, so maybe it's a good buy low opportunity for him, but that's a little optimistic.
0: Yeah, I still think Gainwell gets some receptions there, and, and, and maybe since Gainwell's probably free at this point, either by trade or maybe got dropped and you could pick him up on waivers, I would probably add Gainwell to the end of your roster and if you know sanders gets hurt mm-hmm. there's definitely huge value there and i think he still will mix in and and be part of the, the game plan as a receiver and he was, he was starting to carry the ball a lot too before this week so maybe it's just an odd game script for Gainwell.
1: yeah i think it tends to be yeah i like both those guys
0: yeah all right many games to get to here for the rest of the sunday slate and monday night football let's start with chiefs washington vikings panthers Chargers-Ravens, a good one in the early part. And then we'll get to the afternoons and evening next. I know you love that football season is back and rolling, and I know you've learned a lot in the early going of the season. You can put that to use at betonline.ag. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. New updated site and interface. More odds, props, contests than ever before. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football and you can bet on other things as well we've got baseball playoffs going on basketball hockey boxing your favorite vegas casino games don't wait take an advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season and you can get a special bump with 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on so go ahead over to your mobile device, website, desktop computer, you can access betonline.ag however you want it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports promo code locked on to receive your 50% welcome bonus bet online where the game starts i was going to guess a much bigger line in this one but i guess the chiefs are only 2 and 3 coming in here to face on the road the 2 and 3 washington football team uh the Chiefs are favored by six and a half on the road I just looked at the names of the teams and I maybe this is the week that you can finally bet on the Chiefs six and a half points what do you think
1: yeah I looked at the lines briefly on Tuesday and this one was like in flashing red lights like oh my gosh six and a half that's it I mean the Chiefs just battled the Browns and Chargers and Ravens I mean like some of the best teams in the league and certainly held their own for the most part and are a little bit of a scary wounded animal that's ready to drop 50 on somebody. And we've talked about how disappointing yeah. Washington's defense has been. And a big problem Washington defense has been is just you know communication on the back end and blown coverages. I just see Tyree dance, Tyree Hill like dancing into the end zone with no one else on the screen two or three times. In this
0: game. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. You know? I, I think they can easily win this by a touchdown, so six and a half. I, I, I you gotta, I, they're on the road. I know, but uh, I, I think care. you nailed it there. You got to go Chiefs, and uh, with the way the Chiefs' defense is playing and the way Washington's defense is playing, I think you got to take the over on 54 and a half, too.
1: Yeah, I do think you know start Gibson and McLaurin who fit an injury and maybe Heineke's in a decent spot that, I mean, I, I think Washington will put up points, but I honestly think Casey gets the 40. I mean, I, I think they put a ton up.
0: I wanted to double check the injury report, Tyreek, all the the injuries there There was Tyreek and um, was a little Kelsey was Kelsey got up. dinged up. I'm Thuny. trying to find it. Let's see here. Tyreek Hill questionable, which usually questionable means you're good to go. Um, Chris Jones questionable, and it doesn't look like Kelsey's even on the injury report right now. Good, good. So yeah, no,
1: I I don't I didn't think any of those were serious except for Clyde Edwards Alaire.
0: Okay. The Minnesota Vikings at two and three at the Carolina Panthers, who jumped out to a quick start this season, have run into some troubles. I don't think they're a fraudulent team. I think they're really good. I think they're just still figuring it out. I think they're still a good team on the rise. They're going to have some bumps in the road. But I like them at home against the Vikings. And the Vikings are favored by two and a half on the road?
1: Is that right? That's what I'm seeing. Wow. That's another one. I mean, maybe that line changed or I just glanced over it super quick on Tuesday. But I think Carolina should be favored by a field goal. Right. And I have some questions about Carolina and Darnold... Turned into a pumpkin last week, frankly, and his O line was overmatched. And I could see Minnesota causing problems, and Zimmer causing problems. And I'm not sure McCaffrey's playing. I don't think he is, but I still think Carolina is a tier above Washington, Minnesota, and their home Panthers D. I know you're high on is pretty darn good unit. I mean, they have corners now to match up the Thielen and Jefferson. I think their pass rush disturbs Cousins. I'll lay those points. I feel like I'm walking into a trap or something.
0: And Christian McCaffrey has been upgraded. I'll take the points,
1: I mean, at home.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking the points easy. This is this is one of the easiest bets of the week for me. I, that's just a, a bad line. I don't know why. And look, the, it's close enough to where the Vikings could win this game and it wouldn't shock me, but you're getting points sure. with the home team and, uh, with a, a team that's playing better and a better team overall. So that that's pretty easy and I think a bounce back. Look, that was a tough matchup for Sam Darnold. He was pressured a lot through a few a picks. Lot. He's got to calm down. He's got to throw the ball to his own team and not the other team. He's got six touchdown to six interception ratio going right now in the season and that's the thing that's always dogged Darnold. So maybe it'll be a little bit of a um a conservative game plan here for that offense but they shouldn't need a ton of points and Christian McCaffrey has been upgraded to questionable this week too so there is a okay. chance he's going to play actually
1: they can really use him. I mean that's not a knock on Hubbard but with that I don't want Darnold to start spiraling and, and I think having a guy like McCaffrey could reel him in a little bit Yeah,
0: but yeah get that that comfort blanket there and, and start checking the yeah. ball down not throwing those picks
1: Exactly exactly, but this line shocks me a little bit I'm, I'm something I'm missing I, I don't know
0: yeah maybe we're missing something, but I don't get it Look, give me the panthers let's move on to this one, which is game of the week, especially in the early part of the schedule here, which is Chargers at Ravens both teams coming in at four and one, both team with some heroics and some comebacks and and their quarterbacks doing big things, just superstar teams here with the Ravens at home favored by two and a half against those Los Angeles. Chargers. This is a tough one for me, Matt. I want to see where you're going with this first, but uh, I think I know which direction I'm heading.
1: I actually put money on the Chargers' money line. I think they should be the favorite. It didn't shock me that they were a dog in Baltimore, cross-country, 1 o'clock, all those things. But, man, Staley and Herbert and this offense are very much for real. I have great respect for the Ravens' organization, and they they certainly have found ways to win and Tucker and Harbaugh and Lamar playing better than he ever has. In my opinion, I just think the chargers are the better team. I think they have the better defense. Um, I also think that they can have a lot of Derwin James type guys on the field that sort of deal with Lamar as a runner, you know? So uh, I like the chargers here. And again, all respect to the Ravens, there's been at least two, I think maybe three games that, frankly were a coin flip that Mm -hmm. went in their favor you know their record could look a lot worse i know it doesn't and you are what your record is and all that stuff but they may be a little inflated
0: can derwin james be the guy who erases lamar i mean like i don't think anybody erases him but i this is a good matchup too as far as how these teams are built but I, this should be at best, I think, a pick'em. So for getting points with the Chargers, and I get why the Baltimore Ravens would be favored because they're a good team. They've won a lot of games. Like to their credit, yeah. they found a way to win those games, which is what John Harbaugh does. And uh, you know, even though they were close and they needed missed field goals and they needed the ball to bounce the right way for them, they still won those games. But I, I love the way the Chargers are playing. They're one of the top two or three teams in the NFL to me right now. This is going to be a fun one. I wish it was in prime time actually, so I could really just watch that and that. Only, but if I'm getting points, got to take the Chargers.
1: Yeah, and last note, I mean, Baltimore is very cornerback-reliant, and they have some injuries there, starting with Marcus Peters. Uh, Humphrey can only cover one guy. You know, they're kind of shuffling bodies around in the back end, and uh, they have some guys getting picked on. I think that's a bad matchup for Baltimore's defense.
0: The one thing that worries me is just, you know, that West Coast to East Coast trip, which is always Mm -hmm. rough, but we'll see if the Chargers can overcome that one. Let's move along to the afternoon games here. And we've got the Arizona Cardinals who are all in. And I love that trade for the Cardinals getting Zach Ertz, just strengthening that team. They're five and oh, they're the only unbeaten right now. They're still going to be in a dogfight in that division. And they're going for it. And I like it. And they should be going for it. This team's ready to go. This team's ready to win. They've got big time pieces on both sides of the ball. You know, it's a rental deal for Zach Ertz. But go win yourself something, Arizona Cardinals, right? And and they've got a good one here on the road at the Cleveland Browns, who are 3-2. and two, But I think they're a little bit better than their record looks.
1: Yeah, I think the Browns are a little better than their record. I think the Ravens are a little worse. Um, I'm still taking Arizona. I don't feel strong about it, though, to be very honest. This is not one that i put a lot of chips down on, but I don't trust Baker versus pressure. And he was playing with both his offensive tackles being out last week. I don't know what their status is exactly, but I think Arizona led by Watt and Jones will rush him. Well, uh, Chubb and hunt are dealing with injuries. I wish I had more faith in the Mayfield Odell connection. And maybe this is the the week that that comes to fruition and they start hooking up. They need to, um, but I have all the faith in the world in Kyler and his weapons, and I think Arizona clearly has the the scarier quarterback. I think both defenses are probably on about on the same you know level, although the Browns just got gashed by the Chargers, as the Chargers got gashed by the Browns. Um, I'm going I'm to take Arizona here.
0: Yeah, I think you have to take Arizona with the Browns favored, and uh, yeah. they're favored yeah. by three and a half too. You know, if it was two points, I would get it or pretty even. Um, but I think I've got to take the Cardinals. I think it could be a low-scoring affair. Um, I like the way both defenses are playing, and I think the Cardinals' D is playing a lot better than I expected, which is part of their five and zero start. And I trust the Cardinals to be able to put up a few more points than the Browns. Can they stop the run? Can the Cardinals stop the run? Those young linebackers—they got Wad inside. They've got uh, that, that. I think that's what's going to be fun there. So um this is going to be a good one. I'm probably taking the under on 49 and a half, even though the Cardinals have put up quite a few points and going into last week, they were leading the the league with 35 points per game. But I think that's going to come down quite a bit after the last couple games here, including this one. So I can't wait. I can't wait to see if they can block Miles Garrett, who's banged up yeah, himself. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of players, a lot of teams have some banged up rosters right now, Matt.
1: They sure do. And the Browns are one of them. I mean, without question, you know, Clowney didn't play last week. Um, I recognize that Cleveland's a hard place to play, but at three and a half, Vegas is kind of telling us that they think the Browns are the slightly better team, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they are.
0: Yeah, they they. this tells us that Vegas doesn't believe in the Cardinals right now. And I, it is a west to east trip, you know, and a south sure, to north sure. sort of a trip, but it's not quite an L.A. to Baltimore trip. Quite you know that it's it's not it's never as bad on the Cardinals as it is in some of those California teams that are going all the way east. So I, I don't think it's that big a deal, even though it is a tough place to play. Three and a half, yeah, it's too much. Give me the cards. Yeah, me too. Next, we'll talk Raiders Broncos. Fun game there. Uh, John Grudenless Raiders. See how they go at three and two facing the three and two Broncos. We have got Cowboys, Patriots, Seahawks, Steelers in the afternoon or in the evening, and then we've got Monday night. Football Bills Titans next. Whether it's specialty flavors like the new marshmallowy puff built bars or the recently released cookie dough chunk or all of their original flavors, peanut butter being my favorite, cherry Barcia has actually grown on me quite a bit as well, as has mint brownie. I always like anything sweet that involves mint. Double chocolate, salted caramel, or coconut, whatever your flavor, there's something for everyone at Built. com high in protein and low in sugar and all the good things you want in a snack and 15% cheaper because you are a listener to this podcast just use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com not sure what flavor you want to get a box of we'll get a mix box maybe you skipped lunch before or after a workout maybe you need a pick me up maybe uh, just a quick bite before the back nine instead of grabbing whatever sausage roll whatever stuff you're gonna eat while you're on the golf course actually give yourself some protein and some power through the back nine and not feel weighted down by a massive meal and then go beat your buddies out there on the golf course again that's 15 percent off promo code locked 15 at built.com raiders broncos this is one where I would have absolutely... Before we start,
1: I apologize, yeah. oh. but I just got a blurb on my phone oh, during the break. Nick Chubb, out on Sunday. We, we just talked.
0: I'm just trying to find some music for your breaking news oh, okay. Here we go, yeah, okay.
1: Didn't know what that was. <laughs>
0: uh, all right, Nick Chubb, out.
1: So that makes our Cardinals pick even feel a little better. Yeah,
0: it does. And, I mean, Hunt is... Legit. I mean, that's it's oh, a yeah, nice little yeah. fallback for you. And if you have Hunt in your fantasy leagues, put him in there at RB1, too. You're
1: doing jumping jacks.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a big one. Okay, Nick Chubb out against the Cardinals. That, that does hurt their chances. I wonder if that line will, will change now, get a little bit closer from its 3.5. Yeah,
1: that's a big one.
0: Raiders of Broncos, I would have absolutely picked the Raiders because the Broncos right now with with the way their schedule has played out, they had three very easy opponents and beat those three opponents to start the year had more difficult opponents that they lost to and didn't look great in those two losses. So uh, this team has fallen like a rock for me because I was a believer in the defense. And we'll find out against a division opponent, their first division opponent on the schedule here. Uh, and, but then now the Raiders, what's going on with John Gruden? They lose their coach. They're not going in the right direction either. Looked awful last week against the Bears. So uh, I, I, I dislike... The direction both these teams are going in right now, I think they are probably fell of, as as three and two teams. I would have a ton of teams, maybe not a ton, but there's multiple teams in the league that are two and three right now that I probably put over them at least this week. we got to see something from one of these teams. The Broncos at home favored by four. I would not touch this game with a 10-foot pole. I don't know what to expect at all.
1: Yeah, me too. It's funny. It's like the exact same thing I thought. And I studied the Broncos like crazy all last week because they were coming here to Pittsburgh, and then I studied that game against the Steelers. And all those things led me to believe that their first three wins, they're closer to the team that got beat by the Ravens than they were the team that was 3-0 and against bad teams. And I, I firmly believe that. But I think you're on the same wavelength. Like, I would love to bet against Denver and Vegas right now. I wish they were playing like anybody else. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: <You know? laughs> uh, four points at home for yeah, the broncos right. they probably should be favored is four points too much can the raiders rally are the raiders like mad and like can go just you know take take a little bump here sometimes you see that interim coach get a win early right so uh, that's get, why i'm
1: taking the four yeah just, just, just like, give me four points just because i don't know. Sort of show the world yeah you know car plays well you know i, I, I don't know i mean uh, again, this is my least favorite game to bet on, and I'm gonna bet against both of them, so I'll take the four,
0: and I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Broncos blew them out,
1: yeah, it could be twenty
0: nothing <laughs> exactly. Cowboys, Patriots.
1: speaking of blowout. This yeah, is of this is this doesn't
0: line up well on paper, which makes me think that it could be a Bill Belichick special. And here's the thing is Vegas knows that Dallas only favored by three here. and they are on the road, four and one Amazing cowboys thing. at two and three Patriots. Three points. That seems like not enough for the direction these two teams are going.
1: Uh, they're light years apart in terms of how they're playing and talent. I understand that playing New England's tough and Belichick is the greatest. All those things are fine. But man, I mean, good offensive lines travel and the Dallas has a good offensive line and that offense can play any way you want. And I don't think Dak's going to get rattled by Belichick and Foxborough and all those things, too. And frankly, I mean, the Patriots offense has no explosive qualities. This roster is not very good, despite spending a gajillion dollars in free agency. Dallas is the much better team. This line should be seven.
0: I mean, I saw another team in the state of Texas with a rookie quarterback going bomb on the Patriots. So uh, there's no way I'm picking against Dak Prescott here and only three points. Uh, I'll give up those three points easily.
1: Easily. I mean, that it's another one like. What's, what's Vegas? Am I falling into some Vegas trap? Cause that should be a much bigger line. Dallas I would
0: think the Vegas trap play. here would be Cowboys are so obvious. You put this line at six and then the Patriots keep it close, but Maybe. three points just doesn't make sense.
1: I mean, I feel like, and they're very capable that the Patriots have to have like a, a block punt for a touchdown or, you know, mm-hmm. I mean some kind of defense special team score.
0: I just have a hard time matchup wise, seeing how the, the Patriots can really give the Cowboys a lot of trouble Uh, even though the Cowboys' defense is the weak part of the team. But that defense has played a lot better this year. How are they going to score a bunch of points? And maybe there's a great game plan from Bill Belichick to slow down the Cowboys, but there's just too much talent there, and there's too many ways the Cowboys can score. So I just can't see it going that way. Me neither. Not at all. I 100% agree. How about this Sunday night football game with your Steelers hosting the Seattle Seahawks? The Seahawks with Geno Smith. they're, They're... they're in a bad way right now. The Steelers showing signs of life, have a really good defense. Uh, the over-under is 42.5. I want to take the under still, but um, can it go under that? Like, is this going to be one of those, I don't know, 17 to 9 football games?
1: Steelers under is a pretty good bet, no matter what. <laughs> I mean... Although I think I'm going to lean towards the over because they've allowed a lot of explosive big plays to wide receivers. And I think Metcalf and Lockett will get deep downfield targets. I also think, I mean, this is really a, a, a shot in the dark a little bit, but I'm almost predicting a defensive score in this one. Cause Gino puts the ball in harm's mm. way. Ben had like three interceptions dropped last week against Denver it made him look better than he really was. Um, Seattle's defense is really bad though and I think this is a a, I think Seattle's one of the not one of the worst teams in the league with without Wilson but not far off I mean and I think that Pittsburgh will win this game and people think oh the Steelers are back but they really quite aren't but they're just a little better than they were for a while there and I like the Steelers, but that's a good line.
0: Yeah, five points. It's It feels like the Steelers fans will get just enough hope after winning this game, and then the rug gets right. pulled out from them in the second half of the year. <laughs> then
1: they'll go on their bye, and everyone will talk for two weeks about how the Steelers are back, and deep down I'll be like, yeah, but they don't have a quarterback.
0: Five points is a lot, though, in this game that I think is going to mm-hmm. be a low scoring, so that just will keep the game closer. So I almost want to go Seahawks against the spread and Steelers straight up.
1: Seattle is coming here off a 10-day rest, you know, and I would imagine Pete Carroll looks at this defense and is like, we got to do something different. We are so generic and so bad on defense that we need to fix that. How about this is the Seahawks stat to know this year. They're de- they are, they've ran the fewest plays in the league on offense by a wide margin. They've given up. They're, they're, they've played the most plays on defense by a wide margin. A hundred more plays. So every game they average minus twenty in terms of snaps played, and it's not even like they're <laughs> playing slow. They they only they're leading the league in turnovers. Or they they they've turned the ball over very very few. It's just they can't create first downs. They can't get off the field. It's it's amazing. It's hard to do.
0: That is pretty amazing. That You don't win football games with that sort of a, a recipe.
1: No, they're averaging like two plays less per game than the Texans, who are 31 in the league. <laughs> wow. It's crazy. That is crazy. With Wilson.
0: Uh, the, the more I think about this game, the less... I like it with how big that line is for the Steelers, but just it's just so many points. I think it could be a close game either way. They're two, you know, generally two well-coached teams. This is, P, this is Pete this right. Pete Carroll versus Mike Tomlin. You know, you, you can almost throw the records out in some in some cases with the game like this. There's just no Russell Wilson on the Seahawks side,
1: right? And you can see why the NFL was like, oh, this will be a great Sunday nighter. Two great fan bases. These coaches have a lot of wins. You know, solid quarterbacks. I think people are going to be like, eh. Third quarter, should I go to bed or not? I probably should go to
0: bed. Yeah, this is where you need that flex option. Be like, can we put Chargers-Ravens here instead of uh, Right, 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 exactly. On <laughs> the 1 o'clock games. How about Monday night football? We got Bills Titans. The Bills are just turning into a juggernaut before our eyes after that opening week loss. And I think if there's one week you can throw out, it's usually the first week of an NFL season. That can be sometimes sure. an extended preseason game, and things are just a little bit... A little bit silly. Uh, since then, the Bills have just been awesome four and one coming into Tennessee to face the three and two Titans, who have not been awesome but have won you know more games than they've lost this year. Buffalo on the road, favored by five and a half.
1: I think this is a Bills blowout too. I mean, have you seen the pace that Derrick Henry is on for touches and carries this year? I mean, it's like I know there's another game, but even if it was a sixteen game schedule. It would blow the records out. And if anyone can handle it, he can. But I don't think, I mean, Tennessee's played an easy schedule up till now, and they've been able to just feed them and feed them. I think they're not going to be able to take that approach, especially in the second half against a Bills team that's going to put up points and probably lots of them. And I don't know that I trust, you know, Tampa or Tennessee's passing game to be efficient and effective enough to even keep this thing close. Bills defense is much better than Tennessee's. I think the Bills win by 20.
0: The Titans lost to the Jets.
1: The Titans lost to the Jets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Right. That, that should be all we have to say to wrap this game up, you know?
0: And uh, Derek Henry, like, you, you, it's amazing what he's doing. He is just a different guy, and it's amazing. And I've been waiting for him to break down, and I'm going to stop waiting for it. But – I don't think it's enough. He's a
1: tell your grandkids about kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: There'll be some running back uh, in 20 years and be like, hey, man, you see this running back? He's pretty amazing, right? Very different guy. Like, yeah, you never got to see Derrick Henry in his prime.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Little uh, Michael Jr. sitting on my lap. Oh, grandpa, did you see Derrick Henry? Like, oh, (laughs) you should have seen him, Sonny Boy. He was 6'6 and 320 pounds and ran a (laughs) 4'2".
0: Yeah, they'll be talking about, man, this guy's... (laughs) Can you believe they a handed the budget. ball off to this running back in the year 2054? They, they handed it off to him seven times. Can you believe how many carries they're giving this guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Uh, that said, five and a half, not enough to scare me away from the Bills. Give me Buffalo.
1: Seven and a half wouldn't be enough for me.
0: Yeah, this one feels like, because we were talking about how the Rams on the road were favored by nine and a half against the Giants. I feel like it should be almost that kind of a line.
1: Yes, me too. I think they're vastly different teams. I mean, I forget what my power ranks were, but I had Tennessee, like, 21, something like that, and the Bills were one.
0: Do they have both receivers back this week, is my question. A.J.
1: Brown, yes, and he is a massive buy low for me in fantasy. Julio, not sure.
0: Okay, that would really help things.
1: That would be something.
0: Can't wait for this week six action, and of course, as we do, Monday, we'll be back to break it all down. Thanks for making us, your very first listen every day. Be back Monday, right here, Peacock and Williamson.